You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm your host, DJ Impact, and I got Vegas Bad Boy members here with me, Sin City Steve and Matt Michaels. How y'all doing? Well, uh... Some wrestling talk for this past week. Might as well kick it off with a little bit of Raw. And the whole point of that show is getting Bobby Lashley to uh, to join the, the uh, WWE Championship match, which was a three-way. Is he going to get his way into become a fatal four-way? And... Uh, he did. He just had to beat three of the best <laughs> wrestlers uh, of the night, Seth, Kevin Owens, and the WWE champion, Big E, to get his spot in, and he did it. Are you guys happy to see this uh, Fatal 4-Way that's now going to be planned for day one? Can you... Uh, can you... I had to watch Bobby Lashley three times on night. Jesus. <laughs> I was going to say, Michaels, this has to have been your favorite episode of Raw in the last 10 years, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I, I, I found I found it very interesting that the whole show was centered around building up that fresh new babyface Bobby Lashley to take his spot in the multi-person match at the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that's right. He's not a babyface. Well, then why the fuck were we doing this and, you know, building up the valiant babyface uh, type persona then? Um, obviously, he picked up the uh, the win in the main event by cheating, but this is just not something that you traditionally do with a heel. And I, what the fuck? <laughs> no, true, true, true. Well, which... Which is very interesting because if you look at it, mm-hmm. technically, do we have we have Big E and three heels? Yeah, I mean, yeah. so yeah, it is interesting that they're going that way, but I don't know. <laughs> hey, you gotta you gotta switch it up sometimes, you know. So that so you're not getting bored. Don't be giving me that look, Sin City. We can't keep doing the same things. We got to be creative, you know? Oh, boy. Nice. <laughs> um, hey, so during the um, Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan segment, uh, they they used the, uh, the little girl who was <sighs> in the fans. I mean, in, yeah, that was um, out in the audience, and uh, she had a reaction shot which is always great when you get those. Um, you know, hopefully she becomes, she decides she wants to be a wrestler just so they think they could just use that shot. And, you know, from, I guess, 14 years from now, and, you know, when she 
actually be fighting either Becky Lynch or Liv Morgan <laughs> for the title. But um, I will say, man, I am liking the uh, the feud there. They extended it, right? And um, you had Liv pretty much getting her arm taken out by uh, with Becky Lynch. Are you guys liking the storyline with what you're seeing here? Or you think Liv is still holding up to show that she can be uh, a viable uh, player in this? I've I've long said that they need to establish new stars. Uh, I think that, you know, if they actually give us the payoff and they put Liv over Becky, not necessarily even at day one, but at some point, then yeah, I think that it's worth it. But if you're just going to have her beaten nonstop uh, and not really being looked at as a serious contender for Becky's championship, then what are you really doing except wasting time? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm glad to see that the, the fans are, you know, they're standing behind her and giving her a chance. So, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. I, I've, I've been a fan of hers for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. Austin Aries, man, he's still on a roll. Like, I'm theory. Jesus, why do I keep saying that? <laughs> what fucking show are you watching? I know, I know, no, I know, I know. Theory, okay. He of course he caused uh, he caused uh, Balor uh, to lose in his uh, tag team match. It was him and Priest against the Dirty Dogs, and uh, he's still taking his pictures. And uh, apparently, uh, these segments are going to keep going with him and Vince McMahon. So, uh, you think the payoff is going to be good when it's all said and done for uh, Mister Austin Theory? Possibly, hopefully. <laughs> Who knows? What's up? Yeah. Yeah. No, it better be. I mean, this is, uh, again, the idea of it. So we just said you have Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, um, Seth Rollins, uh, Seth Rollins, Hulk Hogan, uh, Macho Man, <laughs> uh, you know, whoever else in this uh, match. Right. Um, this is their chance to establish a new um you know some someone who is within a, a market where younger people will kind of gravitate towards his uh you know his attitude so yeah it's, it's worth a shot yeah why not yeah why not why not do it i mean yeah it, it goes back to them trying you know things to get new talent over and establish new stars i'm cool with it i you know we've talked about it on the show i have no problem with you know, with what they're doing in elevating these young talents. And at this point, realistically, it's sink or swim. Um, and if nothing else, it allows you uh, with Austin theory, he's young enough to where, you know, even if he does sink with this, it's not the end of everything. He can always, you know, he can always be repackaged. They can find other things to do with him. Yeah. So at least they're, at least they're doing the right things with the right timetables. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, cool. Well, cool. Um, I mean, that like that was pretty much raw right there. Um, like I say, everything's leading to day one, and now we got a fatal four way for the WWE Championship. So, let's move over to SmackDown. What do you think about Tony Storm getting a clean three count over the WWE Women's Champion Charlotte Flair? Was anybody shocked at that? <laughs> I mean. That's not something you usually see, <laughs> you know, but I mean, 
Yeah, but it was also it, it also wasn't a singles match. Well, that's so true. That, true. Yeah, that's the one. You know, that's but the she one took thing. The pin, though. That's the part I guess I'm shocked at. Well, I mean, she she's gonna have to take a pin occasionally, especially when she's not gonna lose the belt. Right. Yeah. That's the time to take the pin. Right. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it it's again, I I see a parallel with, you know, what they're doing in attempting to at least elevate Tony Storm uh, over on the blue brand, like what they're doing with Live on the Red brand. Um, yeah, you know, they're they're taking somebody that's a fresh face and they have to be realizing that they have to try new things and at least see if the crowds will take to these newer characters um and you know youth is on the side of of both examples that we talked about so yeah i i'm completely fine with it you know just for a quick second sin city i was like okay there's a chance that they maybe not gonna get off a cm punk chant i'm like I, i'm like okay they're they're not gonna get one of these things off and it just happened to be during the time of the guys who i actually like but apparently it must have been a very still segment because that's when you had Matt Cap and Happy Corbin. That's when you heard the CM Punk chant. And it didn't go long. Yeah, you're the one. You're the one <laughs> fan. You're the one person that likes this I, fucking bullshit. I do, man. I just find him to just be so silly. The shit is so silly that it's 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 really funny, you know. But but the crowd didn't think so. And they were like, nope. CM Punk. I was like, see if, the, if you see if it would have been really entertaining, they maybe wouldn't have got that off, you know, because I thought they was gonna start early, but they didn't start early. I'm like, man, maybe we're not gonna hear it. So, but anyway, of course, the show was about the return of Roman Reigns, and um, wow, um, <laughs> uh, Paul Heyman has some explaining to do. And the truth came out. Uh, listen, truth, man. Truth didn't come out. There was no twenty four seven title. <laughs> the case. Oh, stop it, Mister Michaels. There. Uh, listen, man. This is when it's so exciting for me to just be a fan when I watch this. Like, I really wish I was in Chicago when that took place, so I can just get hyped when you saw all of this that was just taking place. It was just exciting to see. But, um, yeah, it looked like Paul was uh, protecting Roman from, uh, for what Brock's going to do to him. How did y'all think this whole thing played out? What, it, Steve, you're in agreement with me. This was awful. God, I can't <laughs> believe they make us watch this. This is it, it was it was absolute dog shit i mean no no it, no, it was it was great yeah. it was great um paul Heyman is an amazing actor I, I i you know we've we've said so many times that this guy is gold on the mic and just you could actually feel his emotion yeah and it, it was it expertly done expertly done by everybody in this segment um that that's how you should do this type of a thing. Now, what makes it even more interesting is uh, what happens at day one. Does Heyman, is Heyman truly the advocate or does he try to screw over Lesnar 
and just completely gets himself fucked up by both guys. Mm. I, I still maintain, I think the best, the best way to do it is Paul is in his corner for day one. Paul he like hits Roman with the belt or something. Brock pins Roman and then fires him. Something. Yes. So that Heyman is now, he doesn't have either. That's what I think the ultimate ending needs to be. Heyman has neither. He is simply out on his ass. And then that also allows them to potentially, if Paul is willing to, put a new person who you want to elevate with him. Yeah. What's scary, Michaels, is that you and I are on the exact same page, which should never happen in, (laughs) in the history of this world. (laughs) <laughs> because when when two amazingly intelligent individuals such as ourselves feel the same way about something that's uh yeah that's good where does that put me you have two intelligent people and there's a third person on the show so where do i fall in the intelligent line well 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 dj impact you you tell us <laughs> oh he already did he already did he's 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 on the uh he's on the happy and uh, madcap uh talk show so it's all well, good. Apparently, I'm all the way. I've lowered the bar there. Oh Lord! All right. Well, anyway, um, yeah, that's exciting. He, he, he honestly, he didn't watch. He didn't watch anything this week. He only watched Wrestling House again. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh man, I wish. You know, I wish. But uh, no, no. Actually, this was really good. I'm, you know, I, I'm telling you, I'm actually getting really excited for uh, for day one. It looked like it's going to be really uh, some good matches on that uh, show. So can't wait to watch it and we come back and uh, discuss it all. Really good stuff they're putting on during the holidays. We're not getting Santa Claus matches and bullshit. You know, we're getting like some really no, good. No, but we're getting. Next we're week. Getting, next week is going to be fucking incredible because I don't think they've ever run a 12-man gauntlet match. <laughs> so that should be interesting to see, like, is that a two-hour show in itself? <laughs> Probably. Right. Are we are we just going to see roll-up after roll-up? Right. <laughs> after, like, you know, a minute and a half, roll-up, pin. Yeah. Yeah. But let's hope Sami Zayn gets that opportunity to uh, go for the Intercontinental Gold at day one. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. All right. Just to uh, keep it up with NXT, let's just move over. I mean, it's the WWE. Let's move over to NXT quickly. Um, okay, Braun Breaker got Roderick Strong. What did you guys think of that match? We know Braun uh, went ahead and, and, and won that, but was you was it was it pretty pretty well put together for you? I think the one thing that really stands out to me is the fact that they are legitimately putting Braun Breaker with the best workers on that brand. Um, Roderick strong is, is an amazing worker has been for years mm-hmm. and he, he got breaker to a very, very, very solid match. Um, keep in mind, Braun breaker has had 12. I think this was actually his 13th total professional match. That's it in the, in the wow. history of his career. Okay. Yeah. 13 yeah. matches now. So <laughs> Yeah, and, and by by me saying that you know Roddy dragged him to that, I'm not. That's not meant to be a slight whatsoever on Braun Breaker. Right. It's yeah. just a fact. He's he's so green. But the fact is, 
for him to be as good as he is after 13 matches is fucking astounding. He will be main eventing a WWE pay-per-view within three years. Oh, I, I, I say sooner than that. Main, main roster pay-per-view. Like he yeah. will be in, he will be in the world title picture on a main, on the main roster within three years. Oh, I think he, I think he, uh, I think he ends up winning the WWE championship within a year to be honest i gotta feel <clears throat> this is again this is how they they go against the um you know that that idea that the same people are just winning over and over etc cetera, etc cetera, blah 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 i really think they're gonna fast track them um and so be it i mean does anyone look at this kid and not you know i mean Listen, he's second generation, and he's actually coming out better than The Rock was when The Rock was starting. So, yeah. shit. Yeah. And they also want to promote all these. Don't forget, they want to promote all these, um, you know, the new classes in being athletic people. So, right. what a way to show, you know, other college athletes, hey, you can do this within two years, you know look at how far you can go yeah absolutely definitely well uh there was the the no holds barred match with cameron grimes and uh and duke hudson i guess they kind of kicked off the show man i thought cameron was gonna get his hair cut they still trying to how to keep trying to cut his hair leave him alone he looked decent right now <laughs> cameron grimes stop trying to cut his hair um, but overall, that was a pretty good match, man. I'm, I'm, I'm liking, uh, you know, that whole battle that they've been going back and forth with a any take on that guys between that, between those two. That was a good, it was a good match to open it. Um, yeah. not only that, but, um, they did, they did beat the crap out of each other. Oh, sh so. yeah. you, you could, you could audibly hear Grimes telling uh telling his opponent to uh duke hudson to you know lay off a little bit so obviously he was he was laying him in a little bit too uh too snugly if you will right yeah well good stuff man um yeah anything else y'all want to mention uh about the show i know those are two go ahead man Go ahead, Cincy. Shout out to uh, shout out to Wade Barrett for the line of the night, saying that he's tired of jacket time. What about jacket off time? Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quarter of the night. Wow. And yeah. uh, and another shout out to our girl Ivy Nile. Yep. Showing that uh, again, she's. Uh, She's someone to uh, contend with, man. She's right. They're making her look really strong. Pretty right. fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Without and speaking of looking strong, mm -hmm. dude, Cora Jade and Dakota Kai. Oof. Man, I thought those, those, oh, those two tore it up, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Most uh, definitely, man. Most definitely. You could definitely see that uh, the build up with uh, with Cora Jade um, as being like the future, you know, and and then, and then once again, she's one of the youngest, right? Like 20 years old, I believe. Yeah, she's so, 20. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, good stuff. 
Um, all right, let's do it. AEW, Dynamite, Rampage. What happened, Sin City? All right, man. So obviously, let's start with the first match and the match that went 60 minutes on Dynamite. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson. Um, what else is there to say? Uh, 60 minute time limit draw on free TV. Um, you know, some people are saying that, oh, well, they shouldn't have done, you know, this or that or whatever. But the fact is, these two guys absolutely brought it. And Brian Danielson's cardio and conditioning is unfucking matched. I think that that is something that can be taken away from this match. Um, the guy is unbelievable. Uh, Hangman Page definitely solidified himself as being a great worker as well. Um, and yeah, I, I can't wait to see them lock up again. But yeah, 60 minute time limit draw. Um, and they held true to it. It was it was actually a sixty minute time limit draw. Um, some you know, and uh, some some promotions and things of that nature. They uh, they'll they'll kayfabe it. They'll have the baby face hit their finish, and then one, two, and then the bell rings. Nope, he just happened to hit the the buckshot lariat right at sixty minutes. If you have not watched this match, do yourself a favor and go watch this match. Um, absolutely solid by these guys and uh the match it, this match itself did draw over a million um but it was what followed this match that really sunk the night and that was <laughs> wardlow versus matt seidel in a one minute squash literally the ratings fell through the floor this match lost over three hundred thousand viewers way to so, go guys so why the fuck yeah. Why the fuck did they not just make that one the main event? You know, it, this is again. I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But the, the thing is, I mean, you know, that is the only bone that I would pick is that, yeah, you need to, you need to have a, a cool down match, but not a full on squash match. That's going to, to lose a third of your audience. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely the number one takeaway. Obviously Wardlow picks up the win, but you know, here's um, the crazy part about it. Even if the match would have went longer and maybe let's even pretend it was an okay match. Are those na two names big enough to put right after a match like that still? Like why even the booking alone is what I'm saying, you know, I, <laughs> Yeah, you got to go. You got to go one step further. Okay. Are those two names even two names that should be on that show? <laughs> uh, seriously, Wardlow, Wardlow. Yes. Yeah, but Wardlow has not been developed, and and obviously the the detractors of what you what you just said, Michaels, will say, oh well, they were trying to de to develop him in this squash. Here's the thing is this Matt, this show is, it's not just a dynamite. It was winter is coming. So it's a, mm. you know, it's a theme show. Right. So right, it, right. it, it should have more, you know, more prestige, if you will. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I definitely, I see your point, Michaels, but at the same time, 
I think that they could have easily moved the Sheeta and Deeb match to this slot and had Wardlow and Seidel right before your main. Um, they, they could have gotten those. Those should have been Rampage fucking matches and taken the, like the tag team match, you know, where you had Trent Beretta fucking wrestling for the first time in nine years after the injury. Put that on the show instead of those two matches, throw them over to a rampage, and there's your your pay-per-view esque damn fucking thing. It <laughs> head scratching. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, let's talk about the uh the vignette uh with Alistair Black or Alistair Black, uh Malachi Black, uh talking about uh the house of black and uh yeah, that was uh, that was a very very interesting vignette, and he did throw out the phrase "the house always wins." He uh, was obviously initiating somebody into the house of black. We didn't see a face, but he uh, had them clad in a robe. Took the robe back from their face, spit the black mist in their eyes. So obviously, that's going to be a way that that he is going to initiate people into this stable. And Mr. So, DJ Impact, sir, I think that we are about ready to see one of your favorite Ring of Honor people show up here. I don't know if he was one of your favorites, but I know that uh, you uh, you were a fan of his in Brody King. Uh, Brody King and Malachi Black are currently the PWG Tag Team Champions, so they definitely have history. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so... So he's getting a stable. So his stable, the whole gimmick is that to be in the stable, he has to put you in blackface. That's pretty fucked. Oh, Jesus. I mean, <sighs> come on now. I can't believe you just went there. Oh, believe it. Michael goes everywhere. <sighs> oh, Michaels. Yeah. You know. As a parent, you have to tell him to go stand in the corner because, and this is a regular. It, it was so shocking that it's 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 locked it, up. It it glitched impact. <laughs> oh God, my bad guys. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea that my internet was. It, it was so good there. that it glitched impact. Oh my goodness! All right. We go out to call Cox and ask him what, uh, what's, the, what's the deal, man. I paid y'all. I pay y'all <laughs> monthly on time. Uh, All right. So uh, yeah. Right, right. Uh, MJF cut a promo in the ring. Obviously, uh, you know, talked a lot of shit about uh, Texas and uh, threw out a whole lot of incest jokes. And uh, all this other kind of fun stuff, I recommend going back and watching this promo. Very solid stuff. Dude is just on another level with his promo ability. Then this obviously segued into the Dynamite Diamond Ring match between he and Dante Martin. Obviously, you can see where this is going. MJF picks up the win with the Salt of the Earth Fujiwara armbar in 13 minutes. Uh, Dante Martin did look solid. Um, he, he did show a couple of spots in there where he showed how green he is, but a very, very solid match. I thought, um, between these two, um, obviously at the end of the match, um, FTR who was out there with MJF 
put uh, MJF on their shoulders. Lights go out. Sting and Darby come out. And uh, then a brawl ensues. FTR and MJF <laughs> pick, get the upper hand. And then who comes out but the aforementioned CM Punk and a brawl to end the show setting up FTR and MJF versus Punk, Darby, and Sting next week. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I, I, how much do you want to bet that uh, Sting, of all people, picks up the win or Punk picks up the win over uh, someone in FTR? It, it, that's just what's going to happen, right? Pretty much. Well, hey, it's Punk's body. It's his choice. <laughs> right. It was, uh, it was very interesting that he wore that shirt in Texas. Obviously done deliberately. Yeah, and and that got more that got more reaction online than the actual uh, match. So, well, good, yeah, good yeah. job, Punk. <laughs> well, there's that. I mean, you know. So uh, yeah, Dynamite was uh, or Winter is Coming was uh, was a show, and uh, obviously it was it was pretty it was pretty decent. But the uh, the first hour of the show being devoted to one match was uh, was pretty solid. Um, from there, Rampage, um, Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, and Bobby Fish versus the Best Friends. Um, best Friends actually picked up the win in this uh, nothing-doing match as Trent hits Bobby Fish with his finish and picks up the win in his return in about 13 minutes. Smartest money I had Tony Khan ever fucking spent signing Bobby Fish to eat all the pins. Hey, bro. Somebody has to eat the pin when the super click is in the match because clearly neither one of the young bucks nor Adam Cole will be taking the fall. So there you go. Bobby fish, Bobby fish, your jobber to the stars. Wow. Um, Ty Conti and Penelope Ford had a five minute, five minute submission match. Okay. All right, cool. Ty Conti hits a show or you know, makes her tap out to a choke. And like I said, five minutes in a submission match. Okay. And then from there, we had yet another multi-person match. The Lucha Brothers and uh, Santana and Ortiz and Eddie Kingston versus 2.0, Danny Garcia and the Acclaimed. And uh, the latter team picked up the win when uh, Garcia pinned Kingston when Bowens hit him with the boombox. Uh, Jurassic Express came out to make the save after the heels got the heat back. And uh, there was a pretty interesting uh, little interplay uh, after this brawl with, between the Jurassic Express and the Lucha Brothers. And hopefully we see that match sometime very soon for the tag titles. Cool. That was AEW. All right. All right. Thank you much for that. Impact Wrestling, everything's leading up to hard to kill. That's pretty much what... This show that happened this past Thursday was all about uh, n- not too much, not too many things took place on the show, uh, but I'm going to mention a few things that was um, that was pretty funny or entertaining. First off, they are having a throwback throwdown uh, Impact Plus event happening this uh, this weekend, which I find uh, interesting. It's just Impact Plus, but it's uh Whatever the case may be, they're they're promoting that, so we'll see what that's about. But nevertheless, we had Trey McGill had a match. Of course, she's your X Division champion. 
He comes back on the ring and gets attacked by Steve Macklin because, of course, they're still at it. Steve Macklin is, dude, listen, seriously, this guy, this is going to be probably a uh, a controversial statement here, okay? But, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, if, if I, I feel if, if WWE was probably interested in anybody on Impact, it would be Steve Macklin. And I just say that just because the guy is built. Why you stop looking at me like that, Sin City Steve? You 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 hurt my feelings when you do that. Now, of course, Matt Michaels would probably tell me, well, you because know, because they Steve, had him. Who else? For, what was his name? Steve Cutler. Oh, I didn't know that was him. Oops. Well, you know what? He 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 was he well, I mean he was one of the forgotten sons after all. <laughs> well, he definitely didn't make an impact in that forgotten sons thing. I and you're right, he was, but go ahead. But he's making an impact now in impact. He is. Right? He is. He is, absolutely. And I'm just telling you, so he had, he attacks him coming up the ring. Um and then pretty much after that, just kind of kick uh kidnaps him. Okay, he drags him to the back and and got him tied up to something in the back and, and got him gagged his mouth. So I don't know. This is becoming real personal. But uh between Macklin and Trey Miguel, but of course they're building up for that for that uh that title that's gonna be happening again at Hard to Kill. Then you had once again Deanna Perrazzo out there signing autographs. Okay, signing autographs outside of um, Sam's town and who shows up, you know, Mickey James coming through. Cause she's, you know, she's ready to, uh, get ready for a match. She had a couple of words for Deanna up at the table, went back and, you know, get, getting ready to set up for a match and Deanna attacks her, which she should, which she should. And of course they're leading up to their big match, which is going to take place for the knockouts title. And now their match is going to become a Texas death match. I haven't seen one of those, I don't know, like in a long, long, long time. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, th let me get this right, Steve. So it's something like after you pin them, then they have to try to get up or something for within 10 seconds, right? Isn't that how it kind of works? After their pin or or submit, then they have to somehow be able to get up within ten seconds. Yeah, it it, it all depends on what what they choose for the rules to be. Okay. Um, the Texas death matches have had differing kind of stipulations. Oh, okay. Based on based on what part of the country you're in and what promotion that you're in. Gotcha. So okay. Yeah, it it it'll be interesting to see what they do. Got you. So that's what their match is going to be, Deanna and Mickey. And, of course, being that they're going to be in Texas, Dallas, Texas, it's only perfect for them to be in a Texas death match. So it was cool to kind of see that. Now, the first ever Knockouts Ultimate X, that's going to be great, man. The, the people in that's going to be Tasha Steeles, Lady Frost, Rachel Ellering, Jordan Grace, Rosemary, and Chelsea Green. So that's a pretty good mix there. Who's going to be the First ever knockouts ultimate X champion. I'm, I'm excited to see that one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to win, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. 
But the last thing that happened on the show that was crazy, of course you have the um, the, the, the signing of the Impact type. What are you laughing, man, Michaels? What's so funny? <laughs> You're... <laughs> Your internet called 1985 wants its computer back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is, you know what? That's the problem when you're, I guess, when your internet has just been running constantly throughout the day, doing what we you know, what we've been doing here. And then my son running it. I'm sure Cox is like, what the hell is he doing? They just restricted me, you know? Sorry about that. Anyways, um, they had their, um, of course, they had their contract signing with Moose, Matt Cordona, and W. Morrissey. So W. Morrissey, of course, he's like, look, we all know how these things are going to go. I'm not going to be in it. He signed it. He left the ring. Boom. Now that just leaves Moose, Matt Cordona. And who's by Matt Cordona's side? Chelsea Green. Now, I got to tell you, Moose has just been excellent on this whole being a heel thing. I mean, he is... I mean, we've seen him in this capacity many of times, but he's on a whole nother level right now. And he clearly just, you know, trolls Chelsea and says, look, what are you going to do when I beat Mid Cardona? Now, he's been using that whole line, Mid Cardona, for a while, you know. And he asked her, what are you going to do? Are you going to leave him? Or are you going to stay and be the whore you are? Whoa, I just blew my mind. Whore? Okay, that's where we're going? That's what we're doing? Okay. I was like, Matt Cordona, you better whoop his ass right now. This is when it's appropriate to go ahead and have what you normally have at contract signings, and that's two people go at it. And, yes, Matt did fly over the table and 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 and, and went off on Moose. But then Moose puts his ass through the table. I'm like, Matt Cordona doesn't seem like he just can't catch a win. Then you got Moose goes grab a chair, puts Matt's uh, head in that chair, and he, of course he's about to smash it in. You got Chelsea's now holding that chair against Moose going, look, don't do it, don't do it. And as soon as Moose gets the chair from Chelsea, Matt gets up. Feels he's got the perfect hit from Moose and ends up hitting Chelsea with the chair. By the way, the whole segment was done beautifully. I got to tell you, everybody was on point, but I could not believe that shit took place. And, of course, he's sitting back saying, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. Dude, this is leading up to being a really good pay-per-view that's going to be coming out again Saturday uh, on January 8th. And I don't know where this match is going to go. I think Moose is going to still retain. But the way that um, Matt Cordona has has been getting treated lately, I don't know. Maybe it's his time. He's already what champion now in City GCW and what other champion he is? Oh, no, no. He's... He's way past GC. He walked out on GCW this week. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know. He walked out. He, he, yeah. he, and he and Chelsea wish GCW the best in their future endeavors. Oh. 
Yeah. Man. Okay. Well. Uh, and, and for all that talk, dude, you did not give Chelsea the credit due. She did not put up her hands for that chair shot. No, no she didn't. Shit. She didn't. She totally took it. unprotected. Yeah. And I, and uh, I, mm-hmm. if her husband was or boyfriend, whatever their actual relationship is, boyfriend. If he wasn't swinging that chair, she she would have protected her head, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good shit, man. I mean, um, I mean that was the impact, but that whole segment right there was um was um man. <laughs> That's what cooked the cake there. So uh, absolutely uh a, a good and it was also a little promo by uh Jonah. We haven't seen him do a lot of uh promos. Um, pretty much calling himself the top top dog over um over uh, Alexander, so I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see that too. This is going to be a good card, guys, and um, you know they're actually putting on good stuff too. Like I say, wrestling has been really awesome during the holidays. You know we're not getting really a bunch of dumb shit right now, so I'm I'm happy about that. All right, Sin City. Was there anything? in the world of New Japan that we should talk about. Uh, congratulations to uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi uh, for winning the World Tag League Tournament. So now they will receive a, uh, a an IWGP Tag Team Championship match at Wrestle Kingdom 16. And also congratulations to Hiromu Takahashi uh, who beat Yo in a 38-minute match. Very, very solid match. I uh, highly recommend you guys uh, that like New Japan and like the junior heavyweights to seek that match out. Uh, very, very well done. Um, so, uh, so obviously, Hiromu Takahashi uh, will now be getting the uh, junior heavyweight championship match uh, at Wrestle Kingdom as well. So... Uh, very, very solid yeah. stuff, and and especially props to Hiromu for coming back from a uh, a near career-ending injury mm-hmm. and uh, being at the top of his game. So excellent work! All right, good stuff. Uh, Matt Michaels, is there anything we should talk about with any other wrestling, local wrestling, or something we just totally or I totally just forgot to mention? Um, just, uh, anyone here in Vegas, if you want to come out to FSW, um, on Thursday, the 23rd, uh, 7 PM is the bell time. Uh, if you bring a unwrapped toy, new toy, um, then, uh, you can, uh, get in general mission for free. And, uh, as of right now, two toys gets you front row. Um, so you know, uh, yeah. I'd show up early to uh, to um, make sure that you get in. So perfect. Yeah, if you're in Vegas, come on through. Come watch some good old wrestling with FSW. All right, guys. Um, listen, that's our uh, our wrestling talk. If you um, if you would do us a favor, make sure you do listen to the three count and download that for tomorrow's episode but by chance you don't or forget we do want to wish you a merry christmas all right 
Have a wonderful holiday with your family and your friends. And we will still be having podcast releases. You're definitely going to want to keep up with our social media because we got some uh, we got some fire coming within the next week. So we just want to tell you just to keep it locked so you know what's happening and when it's happening, okay? Uh, also, the beginning of next year, it's going to be an exciting time for Vegas Bad Boys of podcasting, and, and we thank everything that you guys have done. You get a chance to see your fruits of labor, or maybe our fruits of labor, <laughs> take place at the uh, the beginning of the new year, something exciting uh, to take place, all right? All right, I'm going to end it there. Uh, if you guys want to say something, want to say Merry Christmas or something, or, uh, I'm going to say goodbye. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right. Y'all take care. We see you next time. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.